Hey everyone, welcome back to How We Did It. On today's episode, I have brought on a very special guest, Carol Navarez. She is the assistant principal at La Carina Junior High, a wonderful mother and a dear friend of mine for many years. Throughout my life, she has inspired me to work hard, push myself, lead with kindness, and serve others. Enjoy the latest episode of How We Did It. Okay, so today I have Ms. Barras with me. We are filming at La Camina, my junior high, and where she works. And I'm very excited to have her on because she's been a close family friend of mine for quite a while now. <laughs> and um, I just feel like she has a lot to say, and I love to hear her experience. So um, I'll start us off with, how about you just give us a little background on maybe where you grew up and your education? Right. So I grew up in Oxnard in a little part of Oxnard called El Rio. And um, what was interesting was that my my mother was uh, born and raised there. And so there were a lot of family and community connections growing up. So wherever I went, I always encountered somebody that I knew. And it was it was a unique experience because you really did feel connected to everybody in our community. Um, I went off to high school and went to college at Mount St. Mary's College, which is a private Catholic women's college in Los Angeles. So it's um, across the freeway from UCLA. And so um, got to experience college and, you know, in a, in a large city away from, you know, Oxnard, which at that time was pretty small. And so just to experience Los Angeles was a pretty incredible experience for me, especially because it was the first time that I had had left home. Um, And then I started working and I went and got my graduate degree at Cal Cal Lutheran and I got my master's and my administrative credential uh, for education there. Why, Why did you decide to go into education? I knew when I was in third grade, I had a wonderful third grade teacher, Miss Kato. She was a Japanese American and she was just an incredibly meticulous teacher. And I was always just so inspired by just how polished she was and just how committed she was to, to her students. And at that point in time, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. And so you went to an all-girls school for college. So our podcast is centered around kind of women and women who shaped us. How do you think that, you know, that's a different experience than a lot of people? How do you think that that shaped you into the woman you are? Well, it was an interesting choice. It's a funny story because my... um... My mom, I remember my mom and my dad questioned why I would want to go to an all-women's college when I had gone to co-ed schools all my life. I had never gone to a, a Catholic school either. And so they were really concerned that I might be disappointed. Um, but what was interesting is that the minute I walked onto that campus, I knew that I was part of something bigger, part of a, a support system that was just really unique that I didn't feel at other campuses. And I grew up with three older brothers. So that sisterhood that I felt, you know, living in dorms with my my college friends, it was just, it was the best experience of my life. And I, I do look back at that and I'm still very connected to my friends because it was such a, a wonderful opportunity to grow up together and to feel empowered as women because there was no one stopping us. If, and if we stopped, if, if anything got in the way, it was because we chose not to 
to try things or to, to, um, you know, develop and, you know, become more involved. So it was, it was a great experience. It's not for everybody, um, but it was certainly a positive experience for me. I think it's a good point to make that a lot of some of us that might not have that women influence in our life, you have to seek that in other places, you know, and it's up to your own, Mm -hmm. your own, what is it? Like your own initiative initiative, Mm -hmm. to, to seek that out if you don't have that naturally. Yeah. And I had a very strong mother. So it wasn't like I was missing something because she always encouraged me to go to school and to be the best that I could and and focus on that. But it was just to be around really people that were, you know, women that were connected, that believed in each other, and we're just going to lift each other up regardless of the situation. Some women you went to college with today. Yes, it's really funny because the other day we were watching uh, the presidential debates and we were all we're in a group, uh, a group email text. okay, or not a group text, phone text. And, you know, it was blowing up because, you know, some of the things that were being said, you know, and um, and then we got off on a tangent and we started talking about just some of our crazy experiences. And so uh, we recently celebrated our 30th college reunion, if you could believe it. And um, it was like no time had passed. And that's that's the beauty of, of going to a small school where you really feel connected with your 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 classmates Um and, you know, not all of us kept in touch over those 30 years, but, um, you know, some of us were in closer contact. And then after that experience, we all rented a house and we went to our college reunion. And it's like, you know, we're it's like we're back in college sometimes. And, you know, we're you know, we're, over, you know, I have a couple of friends in Minnesota and South Carolina. And then the rest of us are in, you know, Los Angeles and um, and I'm in Ventura County. And so. It's, it's really incredible to, you know, to experience that level of, of a bond, of a friendship, of a real, wow, you know, real just love for each other. How have you incorporated your experiences at college into your career today? Well, I certainly, you know, believe in supporting students, young girls, especially, but all students, you know, I mean, at, the mission of the college was service to others. And so their real goal was for us to, after we graduated, to find a way to serve our community. And, you know, I already knew I wanted to be a teacher, so I knew that there was already going to be that connection. But really looking out and encouraging students, particularly underrepresented students. You know, my parents didn't have college degrees. My mom had an eighth grade um, education. She wasn't able to go to college because she needed to work to support her family along with all of her brothers and sisters. My mom is one of 13 children. And so it was really important for me to get an education. So she sacrificed whatever she needed to, to ensure that would happen. And so I feel it's like my obligation to do that for other students, for other, particularly um, students of color. I feel like anything is possible and I want to be that role model and that person to encourage them to, you know, sometimes you have to get out of your comfort zone and maybe some of your family members don't think that that's important, but, you know, thank God my, my, my mom felt the need and the the desire to, to push me forward, you know, because uh, she could have, 
said, forget it. You don't, you don't need an education. You can go and get a, you know, a regular job and mm-hmm. just, you know, or have a family and be done with it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good point for you to bring up service for others because all of us are in the Apple Academy. But a huge part of, of what we learn in our Apple classes is take what you learned in your yeah. education and apply that to your community and your service for others. So it's interesting because sometimes I don't meet adults that, that make that make that their their life is service for others. You know, they just do their job and they do mm-hmm. what they do and that's, you know, they do it for themselves and that's fine. But it's nice to talk to somebody who actively tries to make their lives serving others. Well, that's where you get the joy. I mean, you know, <laughs> you have to find, it's, it's called a job, it's work, it's not fun, it's not a vacation. And so you might as well try to figure out how to make, make it meaningful for yourself so that you wake up every day going, okay, there's something for me to accomplish and, and I'm going to do some good for the what world. Have you, yeah. <clears throat> sorry, what have you observed that has changed the most in the years you've been in education? Gosh, you know, so many things stay the same and then they change and then they go back to being the same. It's, I don't know. I, I, I like to believe that students have so many more opportunities now, but I'm always surprised that there are students that still struggle or don't see um, other opportunities like college. Like for me, I think college should be a given for all students. And yet some students don't even, don't even have that idea in their minds, you know? And so for me, I'm like thinking, gosh, it was, when I was in school, it was like, it was like not common necessarily for students to, you know, of color to always be accepted to college and go. And now I'm like, there's no stopping you. So I always question why, why we haven't progressed and why students of color aren't being pushed more and why it's, it's, it's always like, Oh, well, you know, such and such person was accepted all Ivy league, Ivy league colleges. And it's just like that, you know, and there happened to be a person of color. It's just like, that shouldn't surprise us, you know? So I feel like part of us is like, we have moved forward. There are plenty of opportunities, but still are the people that we want those opportunities to be available to, are they, able to uh, access those opportunities. So for me, I think we've, we've made many steps forward, but still there are plenty of steps that we need to take to make at, um, educational mm-hmm. ses- education accessible to all students mm-hmm. and higher education for that matter. Mm-hmm. Where are the barriers? Like yeah. where, why are we running into these barriers still? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. It's a good question. So now switching away from your profession and you are also a mother and talk a little bit about what being a mother has shaped you to be or <laughs> things you've learned or things like that. Well, I am a mother to Joseph who is 12 years old. I'm a single mom. I've, I was never married to his father and unfortunately his father isn't a part of his life. And so sometimes I guess I beat myself up you know, for making some probably maybe a careless decision. But then I'm reminded of what what a tremendous gift I've been given with my son. And if you met my son, Joseph, you would know that he's a sweet, incredibly loving, kind, compassionate person. (laughs) And it's, you know, and it's, 
you know, my, it's, it's probably been the biggest blessing in my life, you know, and it's certainly it's sacrifice, you know, raising a child on your own, you know, just emotionally, financially, it's a big responsibility. But when I see what he has become, it's probably been the best investment that I've, I've ever made. And, you know, I, I remember a long time ago, I met a a, fa- a family, a, a young couple that they had three children. And I remember um, as just complimenting them on what wonderful children they had. And I remember sh- the mother saying to me, I just want my child to be a gift to others. And that always resonated with me. And that's what I want my son to be is a gift to others. So when he, in- when you encounter him, whether you're a teacher, whether you're his peer, whether that you think, gosh, he's a nice kid and he has my back and, and, and I, I, I'm really proud of that. You know, he happens to be smart too, which is great because as an educator, (laughs) that's, that's important too, you know, but, um, but really it's what matters to me is his heart. And I feel like he knows that I'm committed to him and I hope that that's going to be enough for him to carry through the challenges of life. You know, as he gets older, he's going to have questions about, who his father is and what was he all about. And I hope he just isn't disappointed. So I've lived my life trying to protect him from some of those realities. Um, and I hope that he has the strength to, to get through that and be strong. And I'm, I'm, I always think of Barack Obama when I think of a mom raising a, a, a child of color and what the possibilities are. <laughs> and I have to remind myself to think of all those kids that have been raised by a single mom with maybe an absent father and the great things that they can achieve. And it's just, again, that, that belief that nothing should hold you back. We're, we're responsible for holding ourselves back, not, uh, not anyone else. So I hope that he takes that to heart and, you know, is, is happy in life. That's all I want. What inspires me about you is I feel like motherhood is a sacrifice and sometimes it's not as a parent, you know, in general, motherhood sacrifice for some women. It's not that apparent that it's sacrifice. Um, you know, like they can still be at home and they can be with their kids, but for you, you've able to maintain this amazing career as a educator, as a vice principal, while she doesn't live in Santa Barbara, she lives in Austin. She drives every single day to Santa Barbara to come to her job and drops her kid off at school and still manages to be there for her son and raise an amazing son and do this career. And it's amazing to see that because sometimes we just kind of be like, oh, they're a great mother and yeah, they have this great job. And, but we don't acknowledge the sacrifices that are truly made when it comes to being a mother and having a career like this. And that is something that has always inspired me because I am somebody that wants to have a career you know and maybe being a mother isn't on the top of my mind because that's that's first most important to me but looking at someone that's like being able to do both and doing both so well it's it's very nice to see thank you yeah thank you i but you have to understand that it is the support that you get from other people i mean i had a, a mom that you know embraced me as a single parent, you know, that's not necessarily their religious background, you know, but yet at the same time, it is what it is. And, you know, my mom helped me when I, you know, when Joseph was an infant, um, taking care of him, so I could work and support him. 
Um, I've had, you know, previous bosses that have allowed me to have some flexibility, um, you know, so that I can take care, take him to school and maybe be a little late to my job. So, I mean, it's all about what you give, right? If I can work hard and prove that <laughs> I'm going to still do what I need to do, then, you know, people will work with you. So I've, I've been very fortunate to have a lot of support um, people in my life that have been supportive. And I yes. hope that I've given them the same support as well. Mm-hmm. And something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is like, when I think about my futures, I just want to make sure I have balance between a career and also my life. You know, I want there to be a difference and I want there to be balance and it can be hard sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's nice to see yeah. that you've been able to have that balance because for so many people, their life is work. definitely, and yeah. I don't know if you guys feel that same way or like, as I think about college and I think about my career mm-hmm. and I think about things like that, I just want there to yeah, be that difference between life and, and career. Definitely. Um, but I have one more question to close us off. You, what is something you are looking forward to the most when it comes to your son, your career, your life? What is something you <laughs> are looking forward to? As a woman, Kamala Harris was just elected as vice president. Yay! We're very excited. Um, yeah, what is something I'm looking forward to? You know, just, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how my son evolves, you know, really, um, you know, I tell him, I mean, it's interesting that you were talking about your future and what you're, what you want for yourself. And I hope that he strives to have balance. Like you said, I want him to go and travel the world and meet people and not settle down because I think sometimes, um, young people, you know, get caught up in, you know, relationships and, and then they, they live their lives for those relationships. And I just, I really want my son to feel like, you know, that he's had some experience in the world and he really knows what he wants because that's part of, you know, sometimes I think I, yes, I'm a very strong person, but some of the decisions I've made along the way um, might not have been the decisions I would have want for anyone else. And that's, that's so I, I learned something. So I hope to pass that on to him is just to go and, you know, whatever, push yourself, you travel, meet people, um, you know, be passionate about your career and, and, um, and, and just be a good person. That's, I, I just really hope to see that, you know, I hope that I was an older mom. So, you know, I was 40 when I had my son. So, you know, I hope I'm alive to see him happy in whatever, if he has a relationship, great. And if he does, that's fine too, but just to see him happy and accomplished in whatever that is. So I'm looking forward to that. And of course, I'm looking forward to all the great things that you young women are going to be doing because you're our future. And we, we hear that so many times, but you know, you guys have the power to, to make wonderful change. And I'm excited in the momentum that, you know, women have right now politically, but in all aspects of, of life. And so uh, carry on. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, welcome to post game discussion with Tony, hey. Olivia, and, hey. and Izzy. A A. Okay. <laughs> Thoughts? What do you guys think? Oh, what do you want to talk about? Her I thought she was amazing. Yeah, it's really inspirational. I know. I feel like uh, recently I've been having a hard time with like school and our futures. 
yeah sam and (laughs) gave me like the slightest bit of hope that it's doable you know that we're gonna get through this rough patch and you know as long as we work hard and put in the effort like it's gonna be okay and we're gonna find our balance and and we're gonna figure it out and it's gonna be fine guys yeah Mm -hmm. I think it's funny that we literally just had a cohort meeting about like we're planning college. No, yeah, today's Tuesday. About that, yeah, that's why yeah. I'm falling apart right now. <laughs> Same. I no. sat through that cohort. Yeah, I sat yeah, through that cohort, been... cohort meeting feeling like, what am I gonna do? How am I gonna apply to colleges? Yeah, and I know. CP's I, gonna sometimes me, dude. Like <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> but it's sometimes nice to hear that like everything works out you know <laughs> yeah you know I think today was a perfect day to hear Miss Navarro's talk because you know mm-hmm. she really gave us that pat on the back definitely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it also kind of I mean, like restored yeah. my faith in humanity that like she was able to raise like her son and like mm-hmm. and like have bosses give her flexibility like people like are good people and they're not just evil and they're like no like you can't like take care of your son like you have to be here at a specific time like I don't know I loved hearing that yeah Yeah. especially right now with like all these things going on in the world are you talking that there's some good I just remember like being in junior high and she was like one of the few teachers that I liked <laughs> she's not a teacher but like public mentor educator really yeah and I think it's important during junior high that's a really like tough time for most people like I know I've changed so much since junior oh. high and oh. that was like a time where everything <laughs> sets people like that like that can be a mentor for people that are struggling I'm happy that the people at Lockalina like have her as a yeah, mentor I'm happy yeah. too. and someone to look up to. I think that's mm-hmm. great for them. I also feel like not a lot of people get the chance to talk to her. You know, yeah. like there's times where I would like barely go into the office at Lockalina and I feel like we need to not, I mean, yes, regulate that, but it's hard to go through that many students. But no, yeah, like at Lockalina, I don't think I ever talked to her and I was only there for a year so it kind of gave me less time to create like a bond with her or any other mentor there okay so another thing that I um was gonna say was that when I was in junior high a lot of people called Miss Navarra's like strict but like as students you say that like boys and it kind of bothered me because I think at a certain age you have to be comfortable with like seeing different types of people in power you know Mm-hmm. And it kind of irritated me a little bit because a lot of people used to say that about her. And I was like, why? Because she's good at her job and, like, she keeps things in line. Like, is that why? You know? Did anyone yeah, else no, experience like, that? Is that just it's me? It's definitely irritating because, like, w- one, you know her very well. And, like, you definitely have a deeper connection than anyone else does. So I think that's another reason why it bothered you. But definitely, like, I share that. I wonder if, like, if it were a male in her position of power, if it would still, if, like, people would still, like, say those things about her. That, that's what I wonder. But, like, also, like, anyone in, like, a, posi- a position of power, like, junior high or junior, they, they would be talking smack about anyone, like, trying to enforce rules. <laughs> like, that's not what they want. Yeah, that's just, mm-hmm. like, a really hard time to be a mentor. Uh, mm-hmm. I think at that age, all of them. 
a lot of people do things just for like attention you know yeah because facts you're you're like 13 14 and middle phase of your life like Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're just trying to make friends figure out where you fit in so you're you're testing out everything and sadly talking smack and being a brat is one of those phases Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited so sorry for the educators that have to deal with everyone yeah um i'm really excited to see how her son like what her son does i'm so excited because there is something special about being raised by women and just women especially her right and while Mm -hmm. it may be she might feel this guilt or like it may be a struggle right now i think he's he's gonna be awesome he already is he's so awesome he's so kind he has the maturity level which is interesting to me also to think about he's definitely way like on a totally different spectrum and like scale of maturity at 12 years old than most 12 year old boys i meet and i just have to attribute that to him being raised by carol and being raised by women and his grandma and you know you just know that that's their answer to that just that woman Basically, out of the, 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 the way to go. Girl. I think that's a good way to end it. I think so too. All right. Yeah. Hey, it's Lily, and I'm sitting editing this podcast and um, listening to the post game discussion. And I just wanted to bring up a point real quick. Uh, we were talking about Joseph um, being raised by his uh, mother, his single mother, and maybe not having that male influence in his life. And it got me thinking back to when we first started filming this podcast and we brought this idea to Coach Chow about how we did it and women in our lives. And he said, you know, I was really heavily influenced by my mom and my grandma and they really raised me throughout my life. And um, it just got me thinking about how our society maybe views single moms. And I think our society says, oh, that is so heartbreaking and so sad. They, you know, they want to have their dad. And while that's true, there's also something really, really special about being raised by just a mom or just a grandma or a grandma and a mom and being raised by women. There's something really special about that. And um, I just, it reminded me of Coach House said that and reminded me of Joseph. And, and it's something I can relate to as well um, with my family and my mom. So I just think it's really special to think about that. And maybe let's not think of being a single mom as a sad thing or a heartbreaking thing. And while it could be, it can also be really special and can lead to really, really amazing men and really, really amazing traits and characteristics. Yeah, thanks. We loved hearing from Ms. Navarez on this episode, as well as listening to her advice to young women and her past experiences. We would like to thank her so much for coming on today, and we will see you all for our last episode, where we discuss our thoughts on all of our speakers. Thank you. Thank you.